0: Hello there, everyone! Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on Tuesday's episode, we have a very special guest, Jasper, who is actually a subject matter expert in the area of Airbnb. He has a great website called Get Paid for Your Pad. He has a book on the subject, online courses. He does uh, coaching on the subject and much and uh, you know the podcasting, etc. So much, 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 much uh, details and info about Airbnb. And on today's episode. We have the chance to pick his brain. Uh, so, Jasper, uh, welcome to the show. I'm over here in Medellin, Colombia. Uh, not in the Airbnb right now, I'm actually in the orphanage. Uh, for those of you who are watching, I'll give you a quick tour of the orphanage. There you go. So, staying in an orphanage here. And uh, the reason why I'm staying here is because it's super cheap. So, it's only 15 <laughs> US dollars per night. So, definitely saving money. And uh, we've done Airbnb. Uh, We've done Airbnb both as a host in Vancouver, BC, Canada, where I'm from, but also on our travels, we use Airbnb a lot. So, looking forward to the new year. To start off, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself, for the people listening and watching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me. And uh, it's uh, good to see you're in Medellin. It's a a city where I've been myself. Uh, I actually wrote my book in Medellin. I wrote the the draft of, uh, of my every book in Medellin. Um, but anyway, I'm in, uh, I'm in New York City right now. Um, to, to give you a, a quick background on my story, uh, I used to be in finance. I lived in uh, Amsterdam. I'm originally from Holland. Uh, I moved to Chicago and I, I spent a total of six years of working in the financial markets, which was, was financially, it was very successful, but I always felt like I wanted something different. Uh, for myself, I was—I felt like I was chasing a dream that wasn't really mine. And so at some point I, I realized I wanted something different. I uh, wasn't sure exactly what it was, but to travel was, and have the freedom to go anywhere where I wanted uh, seemed very appealing to me. So I decided to quit my career. I took off to Brazil, sold all my belongings, spent a couple months in Brazil, and uh, and that's where I'm trying to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. Uh, Long story short, I tried all sorts of different things to make money online. Uh, Most of it was a complete disaster. Uh, Some of the things I tried worked, uh, you know, usually temporarily. But eventually I ran into Airbnb and I just fell in love with the whole concept of the sharing economy, empowering individuals to really make the most of their lives without having to have like a certificate or a job or anything like that. Just, you know, just using these different platforms. Um, I started renting out my apartment in Amsterdam on Airbnb, which turned out to be a great success. Uh, I, I, f- I felt like there wasn't very much uh, uh, information about Airbnb, um, and so I figured I could create a really good resource based on my experiences, and that's how uh, I came to write the book. and And then from there, I uh, I started a podcast. I have a blog. Uh, I published a video course. So you know, I'm doing all these different things. In the Airbnb space now, I'm teaching people how to be successful with Airbnb, and uh, and that's what I that's what I do now. That's that's turned into a business. So that's uh, that's my life in a nutshell.
0: Amazing! Thank you for summarizing it so well, Jasper. Um, I had a couple questions about your personal story before we get into tips about Airbnb. Firstly, tell us your experience as a host, and yeah. then I'm going to ask you as an Airbnb guest. So tell us about. Um, um, uh, you know your properties that you're managing and hosting Airbnb directing yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I moved to the U.S. back in 2009, I had an apartment in Amsterdam and I was renting it out long term. Now after I quit my job, I I realized that you know this situation wasn't perfect for me because I wasn't making a lot of money with it. Also, I could never stay in my own apartment. And I was worried that I could never move back into my apartment because of the renter protection laws that are very strong in uh, Holland. So I ran into Airbnb and I figured Airbnb will solve all those three issues. I get to stay in my own place whenever I want. I'm going to make more money. And I'll be pretty much guaranteed that the visitors are going to leave. And so I only ever had one apartment, which is is kind of funny because a lot of the people who read my book are. Uh, who hear about me on, on the podcast, they always seem to think that I have this huge empire of Airbnbs, <laughs> but uh, that, this is one of the reasons why I wrote my book. I only had one apartment and I was able to fully support myself just with this one small bedroom apartment, uh, two-bedroom apartment in Amsterdam. It's less than a thousand square feet and I was putting in I was grossing about $60,000 $60, uh, with the single apartment and and I was even staying in my own apartment also about four to six weeks a year so um, I, I currently am actually in the process of buying uh, different properties around the world because I was uh, I was kinda of forced to sell my apartment in Amsterdam because Airbnb has decided to enforce the local regulations on the platform and so in Amsterdam you're only allowed to rent out 60 days a year now. If you have an entire unit, and after 60 days, Airbnb simply locks your calendar. So there's really no way around it. So I've uh, I've already bought two places. Uh, I know Ricky, you're in Medellin, Colombia, uh, a few hours uh, from from Medellin, or maybe just one hour by plane. is a It's a city of Cali. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about it, the capital of salsa, and and that's where I bought my my first property that's uh, being renovated right now. I'm uh, going to be renting it out uh, towards the end of the summer, and I've also bought a property in the Philippines on the beach near Boracay, and so I've really, like, sold my apartment in Amsterdam, and now I'm, like, diversing, diversifying, getting different apartments in different places around the world.
0: Uh, sounds amazing. Uh, it's kind of like our story. Uh, we had a condo back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and then we love to travel the world. Broad. We are thinking about it as, as so strict with the regulations of make BC Canada that we end up selling a condo and now we bought a condo in the Philippines and we're actually airbnb it now and they're less strict about the regulations and rules so and mm-hmm. we, we intend to buy a few more too so uh, it's a great tool to obviously fund your travels. Um, so I'd love to hear about your experience as a guest. I mean it's one thing to be a host out the story to be a guest. If you want to share yeah. about which cities and countries you've actually uh, stayed at Airbnbs around the world so far.
1: Wow, that's a very good question. I mean, I probably stay in Airbnbs eighty percent of the year, so I I have no idea how many Airbnbs I stayed at, but it's it's a lot. I mean, I'm staying in an Airbnb right now in downtown New York City. Uh, I've stayed in Airbnbs in Brazil in Taiwan, in uh, Thailand, in Paris, in, I mean, (laughs) I mean, pretty much everywhere I've been. I've stayed stayed in Airbnbs, Uh, I've stayed in an Airbnb in Medellin, Uh, pretty much everywhere. And you know, my experience, it's really interesting for me to stay in an Airbnb because I advise hosts. And so it's very good for me to be on the other side of the equation. Right, to see what what are the things that hosts are doing well what are the things that hosts are not doing so well right for example you know I'm staying here in New York in my Airbnb and uh, you know the, the host is a is, is really cool guy uh, is doing a pretty good job uh, but you know there's there's a couple things that uh, that I notice uh, for example uh, you know the when you travel you you often have a jet lag right and so when I arrived in New York I came from Amsterdam, so it's it's very hard for me to, to sleep late into the morning because because of the time difference, right? And so what would really help me is if I can black out the light in my bedroom. And so uh, it's kind of cool that we're doing this on video because now I can show you what what I came up with. But the windows, there was just like literally six a.m. in the morning, it's bright, so bright. And then with the jet lag, I just can't go back to sleep, right? And so what I did is if you look over here, I don't know how well you can see it, but I've literally, like, I've opened a door to a, to a closet to black out, like, part of the window. I, I put, like, a bar on top with a counterweight <laughs> to, to be able to hang, like, a blanket. And then over there, as you can see, there there's my air conditioning. I've, you know, I've put, like, two curtains up there. I put a book to block some of the light. So, uh, you yeah, know, I've turned this room into, like, an, Tiny little fort, almost. Yeah, if you walk in, you probably think it's like a sound room or something. You know, I'm trying to do some recordings here and trying, (laughs) trying to, you know, not have the sound like the bounce around the the walls and stuff. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting for me to to see how other hosts are doing. It, It provides me with uh with useful content and advice for the Airbnb host in my community. And uh, in, in general, I think uh, hosts are, are doing a pretty good job these days. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's lots, lots more uh, education coming from Airbnb. There's lots more resources. And so you can really see that that has its effect. Uh, at the same time, I always see, like, a couple things where, you know, I really think the host can improve some.
0: Uh, that's, good. that's good news that uh, most hosts are doing a good job, and uh, thanks for giving us a little tour. If you're just listening, <laughs> actually, make sure you watch the video version to see both my, where I'm staying, but also where Jasper is staying. So Jasper, you created an amazing resource for uh, Airbnb hosts called Get Paid for Your Pad. Uh, pad meaning accommodation, or condo, or a house. I love the term pad because it's very generic uh, to apply to any type of living uh, organ- uh, accommodation. So, uh, tell us about the site, uh, Get Paid For Your Pad. Uh, what are the different uh, resources and tools um, um, you offer? Coaching, podcasting, uh, courses, um, and, you know, uh, tools, resources. So, walk us through uh, more about what. Uh, when did you start Get Paid With, Get Paid For Your Pad, and uh, what are the major topics you're writing about out there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started uh, in 2014. Uh, my book was published in the summer of 2014. Um, my podcast, uh, I started it a few months later um, and then the blog as well. So basically the way that my business works is I almost all my content is for free. The way I monetize my business is by partnering with uh, companies in the Airbnb space and recommending those companies to my users and you know, getting uh, getting a commission or a revenue share. And you know, the reason I chose to do it this way is, uh, is because I really want to be able to help as many people as possible. And so, you know, that's why that's why I created. I'm I'm really focused on creating free content. So the podcast is free. The blog has lots of lots of stuff for free. You can download things. Um, the book I, I sell for ten dollars. That's uh, that's pretty much the only thing I sell. Um, I also provide free advice. I, uh, I answer all the emails that I get for free. I comment uh, on, uh, on the blog post. I encourage people to put links to, to their listings on my, on my blog posts. And I will spend an hour or two a day literally going through all my emails and you know, commenting on all the comments and looking at people's listings. And so you know, that's really kind of the focus of, uh, of, of my business and how it works.
0: Um, and I've actually listened to several podcasts and uh, when I started uh, getting to Airbnb, I searched about Airbnb resources and yours came up to the top of the list and uh, it definitely helped me uh, and my wife uh, really uh, manage our Airbnb well and uh, run it as a business instead of a hobby. So uh, great job in what you're doing. Um, Jasper, uh, maybe you can uh, walk us through what makes a good Airbnb profile because you've actually dissected a lot of them through your coaching and consulting business and obviously seen a lot of them as you're staying in Airbnb's around the world. So what would you say are the common elements of a good Airbnb profile?
1: Okay, so when you say profile, I'm, I'm assuming you mean the entire listing, right? Not just the…
0: Yes, yes. I mean the yeah.
1: listing, yes. Right. Okay, got it. Um, okay, So, so here's the thing. When you think about an Airbnb listing, you know, it, it's really a sales page, right? It's a sales space for your business. Your business is you know, renting out your space, and the Airbnb listing is, is your marketing channel, right? And so the main goal is to create an, an appealing representation of your space while at the same time being very accurate because you don't want to oversell your place because that, that creates bad uh, customer experience. it's all about expectation management right you set the expectations here and then your delivery of the experience is here people are going to be upset if you set the expectations here and then you deliver this that's how you get five star reviews so creating an appealing listing that's at the same time is also very accurate and probably leaving out a few little things that you can use to exceed the expectation of the of the guest right and so the way the way I explain how to create a good listing is I tell people to do a search on Airbnb or, or even stay at an Airbnb themselves and go through the whole decision making process or I take out a notebook and literally write down okay you start with the search results here's all the different search snippets of the, of the listings which one do I click on what am I looking at am I scrolling through the pictures in the search results Am I just looking at the first picture? Am I looking at the title? Am I looking at the reviews? Yeah, you know, those are the important things to notice. And what I think that most of the guests do is, you know, they look at the first picture. They they might scroll through and look at picture number three, four, five. Uh, they might read the title, and they they'll op- they'll definitely look at the reviews, or at least at the number of reviews. And so, those are the most important parts of your listing: your first picture absolutely it has to be a, a, a kick-ass picture. You know, it has to look very appealing because otherwise you know, you're know, you going to lose the interest of your potential customer immediately. Like People have a very short attention span on the Internet and so you have a very brief time window, a short time window, to grab the attention of the Internet user of your potential Airbnb customer. And so I I would start with the photo section make sure that the first five or six photos are very appealing what a lot of airbnb hosts do is they take pictures of their listing and then they they sort them kind of randomly or they sort them by by room and so let's say you have a two bedroom place let's say they start with the living room they put six pictures of the living room but the best aspect of their listing might be the view or the balcony or maybe they have an awesome bedroom, right? So really go through your pictures and think about what are the best aspects of your listing and which pictures show those best aspects the best, like which, which pictures are the most appealing ones. And then you put those in the front. And the best way to do it is to put one picture of all the different uh, categories. So let's say like one picture of the house from the outside, one picture of the living room, one picture of the bedroom one picture of your outside area or the view whatever you think is most appealing pick five or six and and put those to the front cuz that way the user can very quickly get a very good idea of what your what your listing is about so i'd say you know that's that's probably a good start uh, also the title is important because it also shows up in the snippet so you know, I, I like to use like little stars and stuff to make my title stand out. Um, don't be too generic. Uh, use descriptive words. Don't use generic words like nice and, and great and good. You know, those are the words that everybody else uses. So you want to be a little bit more creative, use words like gorgeous, outstanding, stunning, modern, cozy, luxury. Those are the words that like grab the attention of the of the user much more. So I think if you keep those things in mind, then you, you'll you be off to a, a pretty good start.
0: Some great tips there, Jasper. Um, you know one of the key elements of a good listing is uh, getting good ratings and reviews. Um, so any suggestions for what a host can do to ensure they get those five star reviews?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I mentioned before, it's all about expectation management. When you are staying at the four seasons, you will have a very different expectation as when you're staying in a hostel. When you're staying at the four seasons, everything has to be perfect. Otherwise, there's no five-star review. You stay in a hostel, if the if the person at the reception desk is really nice to you and has some recommendations for you, if the place is clean that's it, you're probably going to give it a five star because you're not really expecting anything more than that, right? So make sure your listing is very accurate, don't oversell it, and make sure you leave out a couple things to surprise the guest, to exceed the expectations of the guest. And then also I think one of the other things that's really important that Airbnb hosts understand is that Airbnb hosting is not just the part where the guest is actually at your space. At your apartment it's more than that it really starts with the moment that the guest books your place you want to communicate really well with your guest before the guest arrives at your location because you know when you're going on a holiday isn't 50 percent of the fun like looking forward to it well as an airbnb guest you're completely dependent on the host for your experience and so when the host provides you with a lot of local recommendations when the host is reaching out to you the moment you book and letting you know that the host is is really putting in a lot of effort to help you make turn your stay into a great experience you're gonna feel so comfortable traveling to your destination knowing that there's somebody who's looking out for you knowing that there's somebody you can ask questions to that person can help you to really like optimize your experience so I'd say communication is key especially like before the guest arrives uh, that's honestly I think that's fifty percent of the battle one and then obviously like when the guests arrive if you have a chance to welcome the guest personally definitely go for it when you're meeting the guest try to kinda like feel and get a sense for how much interaction the guest is looking for some people don't want to communicate and interact a lot some people do wanna engage and, and have a coffee or maybe you know share a dinner together or whatever it may be so i really try to get a sense for what the guest is looking for what type of experience and and then try to provide that
0: You know, I find that's actually the hardest thing is to figure out whether the guests want to hang out or not. As a host, as you can tell, I'm pretty friendly, outgoing, sociable, and I love connecting with the guests, but I'm always unsure of whether I should actually uh, stay around or just give them the keys and take off. So how do you you actually uh, determine that? Because sometimes it's hard to actually read the guests. Have you struggled with that? And if so, tell us about how you've dealt with it.
1: So I think the first step is to just ask questions before the guest arrives. So the questions that you can ask is, you know, who are you traveling with? Like, what's the composition of your group? The way you can frame this, because some people don't really like it when you just fire a bunch of questions. So the way that I like to frame it, I like to say, "Hey, I want to make sure that I provide like the best experience possible, and in order for me to prepare for your stay, it would be really helpful if you could share a little bit more about your trip." Like, you know, who are you traveling with exactly? Uh, what are you planning to do? Like, what's your goal? And, and, and people will tell you. So, and, and, and just from that communication, you can, you can already get a sense, right? And then also look at the composition of the group. If there's going to be, if it's a couple, let's say somebody says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm coming with my girlfriend. Uh, this is our first trip uh, outside of our, you know, our country. You pretty much can guarantee that they want to spend time together. They don't really want you to be the third wheel on that romantic date, right? And when they go for dinner, they don't really want you to sit there and like stare at them, you know. Uh, but if somebody's traveling alone and it's not for business, like that's another thing. Like, is, are people traveling for business or are they are they traveling by themselves for for pleasure? Somebody's traveling for business. That person's probably going to be busy. That person just wants to arrive, take a shower, get the Wi-Fi connection on, on the laptop, you know, shoot over some emails and stuff, that person's probably not really looking to, to engage and interact a lot. So I think, uh, I think I'm think just, just asking some simple questions. You can, you can already get a feel. Um, also look at the profile of the Airbnb guest because in the reviews, you can often find a lot of information as well. So for example, let's say... You look at the re- former reviews that other hosts have left for the guest, and let's say it says, like, oh, it was so much fun to host this person. You know, we hung out, we, we, we went to for dinner together, and it was super fun. Then you already know, okay, this person is probably open to that. Also, you want to look at you wanna look at the reviews that the host has left for the guest, but you also want to look at the reviews that the guest has left for the host. Because there you can see what does this what this, what's the guest looking for, right? If the guest is complimenting the host on the fact that the apartment was was really like efficient and like you know had so many different uh, places to charge the, the devices and it was the perfect place to work, um, or is the guest complimenting the host on you know on a more personal level, It's like wow this host was like so friendly we had an awesome time, then you already know okay this is something that the guest appreciates so. You know, reading the profile, reading the reviews, asking some questions, getting to know the guest a little bit—that really helps in determining, you know, the extent to which the the guest will be looking to interact with you as a host.
0: Yeah, some great suggestions, there, Jasper. So, what would you say are some great tools and resources you can use outside of the Airbnb platform itself? Uh, any tools that you use for your own uh, listings?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know the Airbnb ecosystem has kind of like exploded. Um, there's there's lots of tools and resources that you can use these days in order to help you manage your your Airbnb listing. And some of the ones that uh, that I really like, there's a there's a tool uh, called uh, Hostfully. Um, what they do is they create really beautiful designed online guidebooks. Now I always recommend the uh, host that they send out a guidebook to their guest. Because as, as I've mentioned, providing information to your guests is very important. And instead of sending them over a, a PDF or a Word file, it's much cooler to just send them a link to an online resource that you can design, that you can completely optimize. And so uh, hostly.com, you can create, and it's for free. So that's another cool thing. Um, another other tools that I like to use are the automated messaging services because it it can it can take a lot of time to respond to all the, all the messages that your guests send. And it's very important to respond quickly because it shows up in your, in your profile, your response time. And also Airbnb uses your the response time and the amount of messages that you reply to as a way to figure out where they should position your listing in the search results. And so if you use an automated messaging system, you're always guaranteed that you respond the moment that the message arrives, even if you're asleep. Um, so, uh, there's, there's two that I would recommend. There's one called Smart b That one uh, is paid, it has, a, it has a lot of options, it's very sophisticated, it has artificial intelligence. Like if somebody, for example, would message you with the word parking, then an automated message would go out with parking instructions. So it's a very sophisticated app, but it's a, it's, it's a paid app. Uh, there's another one called Aviva IQ. Which is a little bit simpler, but it's also for free. So, you know, some people prefer the more sophisticated products. Some people prefer the simpler product. Um, but that's another app that I would use. I would also recommend people to use uh, a pricing app. Uh, there's there's companies out there that can calculate the optimal prices for your Airbnb listing. Now, this is some one of the one of the hardest tasks that you can uh, that you have to do as a host. Is to figure out you know what should the pricing be for your uh, for your Airbnb listing, and so that's another app that uh, that I would recommend. There's a, there's a bunch of them out there. There's Wheelhouse. There's Beyond Pricing. There's Price Labs. So there's a, there's lots to choose from.
0: Awesome. Man. Yeah, some great uh, tools and resources. And I know you list them on your website, so I'll have the link. People can click through and actually look at all the different apps, resources, tools. Uh, so uh, one of the other questions I had is. Um, People want to increase two things. They want to increase the occupancy, and they want to increase the profit margins. Right? They want to be as occupied as possible and as profitable as possible. So, how can they do that in terms of uh, maximizing the occupancy over the calendar year and the calendar month?
1: Well, to you know, to maximize. Okay, so when it comes to occupancy, um, there's 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 one big decision that you want to make first of all, and that is: Are you going to list just on Airbnb? or are you also going to list on other platforms? Now, it depends a little bit on your situation. If you are hosting in one of Airbnb's major markets, let's say the, you know, the top 10, uh, Paris, London, New York, uh, San Francisco, all those, those big cities, then I will recommend that you stick with, with Airbnb, especially in the beginning, because you don't want to sprint yourself too thin over multiple platforms. You really want to focus on one platform and build a reputation on that platform in order to get momentum. Now, if you're in a smaller uh, market, if you're in a small town somewhere where there's not a lot of demand on the Airbnb platform, then it's probably a better idea to list on multiple platforms. So try Airbnb, try HomeAway, Flipkey. Um, you know, there's there's a whole range of, of platforms that you can use, like the, even the hotel booking sites these days, they offer uh, they offer uh, vacation rentals like Booking.com, TripAdvisor, Expedia. You could also have your own website. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a choice that you, uh, you want to make. Um, I'd, say, I'd say if you're in one of the bigger markets, like build up your reputation on one platform until you reach uh, almost full uh, occupancy. And then you can still decide if you want to list on one of the other platforms as well or you want to stick with, uh, with one platform.
0: Awesome, and um, obviously occupancy is a, a big issue and also uh, profitability because uh, you want to set the right price point and be as profit as possible to make it worth your time because it is actually a lot of work. People don't realize the amount of work it takes in terms of messaging back and forth, checking in people, checking out people, cleaning obviously, uh, and then maybe you have to pay for cleaners, right? So uh, walk us through the actual profit margins and how to maximize your profits on your ads.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I mentioned the pricing apps before. Uh, I think that's very important. Uh, all the hosts, what they do is they, they either set the prices themselves or they use the Airbnb functionality that uh, that Airbnb provides, which is, it's not terrible, but I feel like Airbnb is underpricing a little. So they they're recommending low prices. And that makes sense because Airbnb is kind of wearing two hats like they want to look out for the interest of the guest as well as the host so they don't want you know they don't want their platform to become too expensive so they'll generally recommend lower prices um, but using when you're using a pricing app then you're you're pretty much guaranteed that uh, that the prices uh, that will show up in your listing because you can connect your Airbnb listing to the app that they'll be they'll be optimal um, because these companies are using lots of lots of data and like complicated algorithms to calculate that so uh, that's that's definitely something that I recommend and also you know experiment a bit. Generally I think what the, the best process is, is when you start out, you just you know you set your prices at a certain level or you, you're using the pricing app and then you're looking at you look at your occupancy. If your occupancy is is very high and you're getting booked way in advance, like a general guideline is that you should be booked about fifty percent one month out, and you should be booked about Thirty percent, free months out. So if you're booked much more than that, that means your prices are probably too low, and you you'll be able to raise them. Another thing, another strategy you could use is just keep raising your prices until your occupancy starts going down, and then once your occupancy starts going down, that's when you know, okay, now you know now I'm charging too much. Uh, another thing I'll say is it's not it's not just about you know maximizing your occupancy, right? Because let's say you raise your prices, but and your occupancy drops a bit but because you're charging more you might still be making more so you, know, you you could also ask yourself the question what's my what's my goal do i want full occupancy or do i want to maximize my profits so um, there's a you know that's some of the things that that you can uh, they can look at another thing is that you might be able to make some investments that will that will help you charge a higher price that will warrant a higher price because you're, you know, you're creating a better experience. Like, for example, let's say that you invest in a new mattress, and now you have like a super comfortable mattress. And you know, you you use some uh, some uh, some curtains to really black out the light. You're providing people with, uh, you know, maybe some earplugs or maybe like a, a sleeping one of those things you put in front of your eyes. I can't think of the name now, but uh, you know, to uh, to sleep to sleep well. Um, now you're now. A sleeping mask, right? So now you're creating creating an, an amazing sleeping experience for your guests, and that's going to show up in your reviews, and that's going to warrant uh, a, a higher price, right? You can you can charge a higher price because you're improving the experience. So, you know, there's some low low hanging fruit. Uh, you know, for example, like providing your guests with or certain things, like a like a hair dryer, or maybe a toaster, or maybe like a a, a blender. You know, where people can make smoothies and stuff. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of things that you can do to sort of invest in your listing and, and improve the experience and then charge a higher price. So that's another thing you can think of.
0: So uh, Jasper, some great tips here. Um, You uh, mentioned earlier that your big vision going forward is to buy Airbnb properties around the world. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about uh, where do you see see yourself uh, in your life, in your business, in your travels over the next few months and years and beyond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my vision right now is really to have three different properties in different places around the world where I really enjoy uh, spending time. And so I've, you know, I've purchased a, uh, uh, an apartment in Cali, in Colombia. I love Colombia, awesome country. And so I'd love to spend time there. Uh, I also love the Philippines because the beaches there are, are amazing. I love scuba diving, kite surfing, you know, I love tropical waters and palm trees and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely wanted to have one place on the beach. And then I'm, I'm currently looking at, uh, at some options uh, for my third place. Uh, which could be in a city uh, because then, you know, that way I kind of have the whole spectrum. I'll have something on the beach. i have something in the city. And then Cali is kind of like an in-between where it's, yeah, you know, it's a big city, but it's not like New York or or London or Paris or something like that, right? So my goal is really to sort of uh, be able to, uh, to live in my own properties and then maybe take three months out of the year to travel around, but the rest of the time just stay in my own places so that I can, you know, I can, Buy some stuff and store some stuff in my own places, and just generally like be more comfortable, and also be be hosting on Airbnb when I'm not around in those places, or even uh, even ho- you know renting out the spare room. Like my, my place in Colombia has two bedrooms, so when I'm staying in Cali, I'm probably gonna rent out the second bedroom, and uh, and you know have a great time uh, hosting some some people there.
0: Awesome. Uh, so any particular uh, cities and countries and bucket list items that you want to see? We talked a lot about the money side of things. I would love to end off with, uh, you know, your personal passions for travel anywhere that you want to go to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've been traveling for seven years nonstop. Uh, I've been to about 80 countries, which really sounds like a lot. But at the same time, it also means that I haven't been to 120. Uh, so I'm at, at about 40 percent. Uh, so. Now, some of the countries that uh, I, I still love to to explore is uh, is uh, South Africa. Uh, I've actually never been to Africa, so that's uh, I've kind of done that on purpose because it's kind of cool to to sort of have one continent that you haven't been to yet, so that you can like look forward to it uh, in in the in the coming years. But uh, but South Africa is really uh, a place that I I can't resist any longer to not go there because I've had so many friends who've been there. It sounds amazing. There's there's so much nature, there's safaris, there's there's uh, the coast, you know, the scuba diving, there's the great white sharks, there's, you know, there's so many beautiful things, and uh, there's also some uh, some Dutch history in South Africa, uh, you know, the, they, they even speak a language that's very similar to my own, so I can communicate with the people there in the, almost in my own language, so that would be cool. And then some other places, you know, I'm really into scuba diving, I'm really into like nature, and so, you know, places like the Galapagos Islands, some of the some of the places in the South Pacific, like uh, like Fiji, Borabara, um, you know, those really exotic places, the Melodives, those are also uh, high on my list.
0: So, uh, Jasper, to end off here, uh, we've talked a lot about your resources. You've just whetted our appetites in terms of the amazing uh, Uh, knowledge and experience and expertise you have. Uh, You have the website, you have the coaching, you have the podcasting, the courses, the book. Uh, Tell us about how people can find you and a quick summary of all the different uh, resources you can offer people who want to get into Airbnb uh, profitability.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if you just uh, Google get paid for your pet, you'll pretty much find everything. Uh, So my book on Amazon, you can actually just Google Airbnb or search for Airbnb, I should say, on Amazon, and you'll find my book. It's, uh, it's always uh, ranked as, as one of the first ones. Uh, you can go to getpaidforyourpad.com. There's, there's a ton of resources out there, a ton of free resources. I have a listing check, which is basically a little test that you can do to see um, where you can improve in your listing. Uh, there's lots of uh, there's a starter guide that I created. There's lots of blog posts, and you know I've published about 170 episodes. So, if you, uh, if you, any topic that you want to know about, just Google Get Paid for Your Pet. And then the, the topic that you want to know something about, if you want to talk, you want to know about cleaning, Get Paid for Your Pet Cleaning, you Google that, you get a couple episodes, podcast episodes where I talk about cleaning. So, you know, there's there's lots of free uh, info out there. Feel free to send me an email as well at uh, jasper at getpaidforyourpet.com. And last but not least, I also have a few Facebook groups where I keep people updated. There's a Facebook group called Airbnb News that you can join where I always post news articles about Airbnb. And then there's also the Facebook group Get Paid for Your Pad, that you can join for free where I give advice. You can ask questions. There's a there's a, about a thousand Airbnb hosts from all around the world in the group. So you can get feedback on your listing. You can exchange experiences. Whatever you want to do, you are free and, and, and welcome to to join. So. Uh, look forward to um, yeah to getting you know having you guys in the in the community.
0: You've done an amazing job, uh, you know, positioning yourself as a subject matter expert uh, in the area of Airbnb. Uh, just on this interview alone, I got a lot of insights myself for my own Airbnb properties, and I know uh, the people listening and watching got a lot of insights to, to, uh, today as well. So I just wanted to thank you once again, Jasper, for being on the show. Happy travels and happy Airbnb, Jasper.
1: All right, Ricky. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, you know, when I'm in Colombia, let's uh, let's catch up, dude.
0: Yes, if I'm still in Colombia, we'll catch up. Who knows? But I'm sure we'll catch up <laughs> somewhere in the beautiful world that we both live in. Uh, so thanks again for everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. A really informative, enlightening, and educational episode, all about how to get paid for your pad. And make sure you check out uh, Jasper's link, uh, you know, getpaidforyourpad.com. Make sure you subscribe to his iTunes uh, show, uh, Get Paid for Your Pad. Buy his book, get his course, uh, you know, uh, get some presentation and coaching from him. Uh, He's really the subject matter expert, as I've said. And uh, for us, uh, make sure you subscribe to us as well. We're digitalnomadmastery.com, digitalnomadmastery on iTunes, and uh, pretty much across the web as well. Uh, So we're trying to be subject matter experts in the area how to make money while traveling the world. Thanks, everyone. Happy travels. We'll see you in the next episode.